Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? Good. I always start like going, hi, Ali, but Ali's not here this week, so oh. you got my, my six. <laughs> My sing-songy hi, Kathy, instead. Um, Allie is taking a break this week. She has done some tremendous work in our community around um, diversity, inclusion, equity, uh, and allyship, and she's just exhausted. So we're giving her the week off, and uh, I asked Kathy if she would come in and talk with me about um, disability and accommodations and accessibility. Even I'm like forgetting my own words today, uh, because you all know I wrote an article recently on post-status about disability, my experiences as a disabled person at um, WordCamp US and how it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great either. And so Mm. Kathy has firsthand experience as a caregiver. And I thought it'd be great to be able to not just get my firsthand view um, on things, but when you're somebody who's helping other people who have disabilities, what kinds of challenges, what kinds of, victories <laughs> the victories are awesome right like when i get to a hotel room and it's a roll-in shower and i know yeah. there's a hand there's a handheld you know shower ha- handle and i'm gonna be like i get to clean all my bits and pieces like every single part of me gets to be clean in this hotel room as opposed to oh crap it's another sink bath for me <laughs> okay mm. it's it, yeah. there's just it's a different experience and whether or not i can get a door open or not so this yeah. was not something that you necessarily had to think about over like a, a little over a year ago. Yeah. yeah. Somebody said something, I think it might've been in post-status where we were talking about accessibility and stuff. And I was at the time going through a lot of frustration with trying to get technology accessible for my husband who had just had a stroke. So this was a while ago. And somebody said, it was, I, and I can't remember, I wish I knew, <laughs> but they said something like everybody's just one bad event from accessibility being the most important thing in their life. And it just kind of floored me. And I'm like, I can vouch for that. Yeah. One event of my husband having a stroke. And all of a sudden now I'm trying to figure out all of this accessibility stuff and what's going to work and what's going to give him the you know, ability to do more on his own without needing me so much and all of those types of things. And and it's still a journey that I'm soaking in. So it's been frustrating and it's been challenging. And we've also had some good wins, you know, where Mm -hmm. we didn't think something was possible or people told us we couldn't and we did anyway. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where you have to think ahead when you're going someplace. So for yeah. me, for example, I have a scooter. A lot of people know I ride my little scooter around. I have Chris Wigman sent me a Wonder Woman cape for the back of my scooter. So like I can get where I need to go, but I have to think ahead. Like am I going someplace where somebody could help me get it out of the trunk? Cause I can't lift it in and mm. out of the trunk and assemble it by myself. So if, if I'm going someplace and I'm, I can't, and I, it's too far for me to walk with a cane and I can't get the scooter out by myself. That I'm not going because there's nothing I'm gonna yeah. I'm not gonna go and just sit in my car right so um and I'm not complaining it's just that I have to think ahead about these things I think ahead about how many steps there are and to get into somebody's house like if I, I have a friend who invited me for dinner and there there's three steps up on our front porch but no railing 
and to walk into her backyard to go up the steps there again there's no railing but at least I could that's against the house but I couldn't go that day because I couldn't do three steps without being able to pull myself up on a handrail so I had to cancel dinner um and that's not to I'm not mad at my friend she doesn't have to have accessibility built into her home I have to have it built into my home right so but it but it does mean that there's places I can't go and things that I can't do um I tend not to go to like calling hours um and things like that when there's a funeral because I would have to take somebody with me who can get my scooter in and out and and I don't want to cause a disruption by having to ask somebody to help me do those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I will go to a funeral, obviously. I'm not going to miss funerals and things like that that are important, um, especially when, um, you know, if it's somebody close to me or uh, the family members are close to me. But mm-hmm. I have to think ahead about a lot of those kinds of things. Um, restaurants, I have to think, um, can I do it with just a cane or should I invite some people along who don't mind helping me with a scooter? I know it's silly, but to walk in from the parking lot into a restaurant and then back to the rest, especially if you have to wait for a second, I just can't yeah. do it. So there's a yeah. lot that goes into planning. And you're at that point now where you have to think about like, if you have to take your husband to the doctor, if you have to do, you have to plan all these extra steps to make sure it happens the way it's supposed to happen. Yeah, totally. And we're at the point now where it's, like just moving out of the house is we we just got the motorized wheelchair, which is mm-hmm. great, you know, because yes. it's I all the bells and whistles on this thing and he can move move himself around the house and everything. And sometimes I'll put on like low rider when he's like <laughs> zooming around. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> just to keep it, keep it fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta have a sense of humor. You have to have a sense of humor with all of this stuff because it's it can be kind of heavy and depressing. And I mean it's like yeah you know, it, it's hard, you know, especially he, it, he, I don't know what it's like being inside of a body that doesn't want to do what you want it to. I don't know mm-hmm. what that's like. Um, I just, I, I can't put myself in that mindset. And so I have to try to stay like positive of like, and try to like put him in the mindset of like, this isn't an end. This is something that, you know, we're just going through right now. And, and it just, but it feels so, feels facetious. Like I'm lying. Like, it's, I don't know. It's really, really hard. The mindset stuff I think is, is some of the hardest, you know, I mean, planning, planning is very difficult, but just like keeping positive and, and just in a good mindset that just, you know, let's do some physical therapy, which he hates doing, just doesn't want to. And so there's a ton of challenges to get a shower. We have to have a friend come over and because we have two showers that I could get him to. One of them has a glass door and that just scares me. Like if there's any one movement, like, and then the other one, I can just get him in, but it's a five inch drop and I can't do a a ramp yeah. because the ramp wouldn't be, you know, the shower's not what his, so we just have to yeah. like, get them in. And <laughs> that is like a huge challenge. So we need, we need two people to do that. So that's like a once a week thing. And mm-hmm. sometimes he's just like, don't want to shower today. And I'm like, well, this is the day I have help. So this is the day you're having a shower. And so then he yep. doesn't get this decision. You know, he can't make decisions of like how he wants his life to be because he's got to work with what I can get, you know, in terms of support, it's, it's just, it's really hard. And, you know, technology, the other thing is, you know, I have a daughter and I don't want to have to like call somebody to like, come stay with him every time I need to run her somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I'll leave 
the phone on for him. He can't just call me though, because I tried to show him like how to work his phone again. And Mm -hmm. he doesn't, it just doesn't compute in his mind. He's like opening up pictures and he's like, there you are. (laughs) That's not. The synapses aren't worth, yeah, strokes are amazing things. How like what the disruption in the brain is, is yeah oh yeah it's so fun sometimes it's like really funny too like last week he woke up one day and he had slept really hard for like 14 hours and I'm I'm sure that's the brain like rewiring and he woke up and he's like well I guess I'm not going anywhere today (laughs) (laughs) okay why (laughs) and he's like my body's not working (laughs) like this has been going on a while and then I have to like it's kind of like a groundhog day thing like he's just completely forgotten a lot or sometimes he'll wake up and um you could tell his like dream is still like really strong mm. like he's been dreaming and like mountain lions are in the backyard and I have to oh. remind him that you know we live where there probably aren't many mountain lions and no he's not having it I'm I'm just going to war with mountain lions I'll, I'll be back <laughs> like, just I don't know what to say he doesn't want to he's just yeah. and then he falls asleep wakes up and everything's fine so and it's sometimes so bizarre. He- is is he still sometimes call you by the wrong name? I know that though. Oh, yeah. 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 Only he calls me his sister's name when he wants something. Only when he <laughs> wants something. Like if oh, I went in there right now, woke him up, he'd know my name. Or if, you know, he's very relaxed or, you know, if we're just hanging out, he knows my name. He can remember our daughter's name. He remembers the dog's name all the time. Although one day last week, the golden retriever was Wallace. His name's Bodie. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's just like weird stuff. But when he wants something, yeah, Vicky. I'm like, please don't Vicky me. So I'll walk in the room and I'll be like, your sister's here. I didn't know. I didn't even see her car. Uh, oh my gosh, where is she? And then I'm like, yeah. just please call me by my name. Exactly. But it's just, I try to have fun with it as much as I can. But Absolutely. yeah, it's it's a challenge. And I'm sure there's times when it gets overwhelming and it's not fun. And if I were you, I don't me, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I would have my moments of tears for sure. When it's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I mean, yeah. it sounds like I pity myself. I don't pity myself, but I get frustrated sometimes. And yeah, sure. I get tearful too, well, you like- know? Well, like at WordCamp US, you were there seeing your friends and being in a a social environment for the first time. And it's like, you've got all of these like good feelings going. And then to have just the facility and all of those issues that you faced get in the way of you having a good time. Like I'm stuck in the bathroom. Somebody, somebody let me out of the bathroom. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) It's like crazy. Um, And, you know, and it's like, uh. I don't think I don't think I smell bad by the end of the day, but I will tell you that I couldn't wash my hair, so I was wearing ball caps. Like I wore a baseball cap, like day three, four, and five, because I was like, "Well, this is how, this is this is how it is now." <laughs> mm. So, and when I got home and I got in my own shower, I like, oh, it was just heaven. It was just heaven. <laughs> Now I have the hot water, but to wash my hair, oh, your your head starts to itch and and hurt after not being able yeah. to wash it for a couple of days. So, yeah, so I am so careful now about where I book myself in um, because even if it says it's accessible, I want to see pictures. I want to talk to somebody before I get there to discover what does that mean to you. 
what does this hotel mean by accessible? And I have looked yeah. at the hotel that we're booked into next year for WordCamp US and there's handheld showers, there's the roll-in showers, there is, they'll even lower the bed frame for you so that if you can't get, because I have sometimes, okay, I say take a running jump because I don't really run, we all know that, but there's, <laughs> this is the part I didn't talk about, the bed was so high that I had to like put one leg up and push up off the wall to roll into the bed because I couldn't just get in bed. It was, I'm short. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, also, sometimes a disability with tall, tall people stuff all over. Disabled with short. And it's just a recipe for, like, thank God they're no, but like Michelle yeah. was my roommate, Michelle Butcher Jones. If she had filmed any of this, it would have been hysterical, but thank God she didn't. <laughs> she was just there. <laughs> so helpful to me, but it was, yeah. yeah it, it and I mean, I look back, I have to laugh, right? Because that first day I just burst into tears and I put that in the post because I was so frustrated. I get stuck in the bathroom. The room is accessible, but it's so far away. Thank God my scooter could do it. Because if I had to walk that far to an accessible room, then what's the point of even having an accessible room? Um, and then and I did get stuck in the bathroom and I realized that I wasn't going to be able to shower and all of these other things. And I was just like, ah! I just can't do it. I felt like Lucille Ball in that moment where she goes, yeah. right? But um, but yeah, it was it was super frustrating for sure. But but I think you know, and the thing I, I'm glad you came in to talk from the perspective today of, of a caregiver, because unless you are either disabled yourself or in the position where you start to really realize. I, mean, I think everybody has an understanding of like, wow, a wheelchair can't get up a curb if there isn't a curb cut. Like, duh, right? We get that kind of stuff. But until you are in a position where you understand the planning that has to happen to take a shower somewhere or to go out to eat or go to your doctor's office, like all these things. I have to bring a friend to go to the doctor's office because I can't walk into the doctor's office, but I can't get my scooter out by myself. I have, you know, those kinds of things where it's like, I, I, I have to plan my life around a friend who will help me with these things. I get grocery delivery, but I can't get the groceries from the front door to my kitchen. So my friend comes over here on the morning. Like he was just here this morning. Um, wonderful person, Jeff, people hear me talk about him all the time. He has become one of my best friends. He like will come take 20 minutes to put my groceries away for me. And throw and while he's doing that, he throws a dozen eggs in my instant pot so that I have hard boiled eggs for the week. Like he is an angel among people. And if you don't have somebody that can do those things for you, yeah. and to be able to plan along those lines, and like it, it can become very expensive to be a disabled person. Because, yeah. like you said, if if you have friends that'll come sit with your husband, that's great. If you have to hire somebody to come sit with your husband, that starts to become a very expensive thing. Retrofitting yeah. your house, some of it gets covered by insurance. Some things are not covered by insurance. If you use wheelchair service in a in in a um, airport, you're never going to let somebody push you halfway across an airport without giving them five dollars or something like tipping every trip before i had my scooter was at least 30 to 50 dollars in tips just for wheelchair services it is expensive to be disabled yeah. person 
it and is, I don't think people realize, expensive. yeah, I don't think people realize all of that. Like I have Instacart deliver groceries. Do you know the delivery fee and the tip? I spend about $50 at least just to have my groceries delivered. That's above the cost of the groceries. I am blessed that I am in a job that, that I can afford to do the things that I need to do for myself, but not everybody is in that situation. And so I guess my point in, in this conversation today is, is that from my perspective and from your perspective, the world needs to know not to pity, but to help, right? So how can you make the world a more accessible place for other people? Right. And the thing is, is like as a caregiver or even as a disabled person looking for help, like you don't want to ask the same person all the time. Like you're blessed with Joff to be able to to do Mm -hmm. that. But it's like, I I don't want to like put the burden. I I feel burdened. I don't, I, I, I have my own way of like getting myself out of that. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so burdened. Um, but it is a burden. It is, it's hard. It's very, very hard. And I don't want to put that on anyone else. I'd rather yeah. just like take care of it. But at the same time, it's like, there's only so much of me and I do need help. And mm-hmm. so being able to like reach out to more than just a couple of friends, you know, and getting help from, don't get me started on insurance, social security or the VA. <laughs> All of That's- these like. Institutions that are, oh my gosh. Yeah, seriously. I mean, a lot of people will see, oh, well, there's systems and there's, there's nonprofits that'll help with that or whatever. And they'll say that, but trying to get those kinds of services can be extreme. That could be a job in and of itself. And somebody who's already being a caregiver, having to go through all of the administrivia of dealing with all of that and phone calls and, and why mm-hmm. is this bill coming to me and not going to insurance and all of that is is ridiculous and these systems aren't solving it what's solving it is jeff the jeffs of the world you know those people who are like you know what i'm gonna go check in on my friend or you know what i'm just gonna make brownies for them because i know they're going through a hard time or Mm -hmm. i'm gonna send them some groceries or i'm just gonna you know what the garbage cans are still out three days later i'm gonna roll them back to that person's house because i know they got a lot going on those kinds of things but they it's like, I, I can't help somebody on the other side of the world, but I can help people in my community very, very easily. And so being able to like, you know, put down the phones and down the screens and check with neighbors and know, you know, the people around you and seeing how, if you've got even five minutes to help spreading that out really does, Mm -hmm. it helps. And, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday who was kind of dealing with some depression and I'm like, there's someone who someone who is who you were three months ago, go find them and help them. You know, Mm -hmm. someone who just got out, this person had just gotten out of like a really bad relationship and everything. And I was like, go find somebody who just got out of a bad relationship and just buy him dinner, something Mm -hmm. small, something little, but that, that opportunity of being of service and helping another human being, it, it gives you that pride of, I did something. It gets you out mm-hmm. of your own head and it helps you, it not only helps other people, but it helps you. Mm-hmm. That The one thing that I can say about being a caregiver is when I can put my burden self aside and just show up, be present and say, how can I be of service today? Yes. And just be that without any kind of need for mm-hmm. payment or recognition yeah. or anything. Just how can I be of service? I know who I am Mm -hmm. and it gives me a sense of 
You know, you said that in, in, as you were talking, I was thinking about the ways that people ask if they can help you. And so many of them are performative, right? Like, oh, let me know if you ever need anything. Well, I'm never, ever, ever going to call the person that said, let me know if you ever need anything. But I am going to call the person that says, how can I help you today? I am going to call the person that said, I would love to come over and just help you get your laundry done and fold it up and put it away. I would love the person, I love the person who says, you know, I will call the person that says, hey, I'd love to come over and make a meal with you and make sure that we have enough that you have leftovers. Like those are the people that I'm like, hey, when are you available to do that? Because that sounds like fun. I'll get some wine. We'll have a nice evening and I'll have leftovers. I get to spend time with somebody and I get a home cooked meal because it's something I can't do very easily for myself anymore. Those are the people that are the real MVPs, the ones that don't just say, oh, call me if you ever need anything, because we're not calling. We're not going to call you because it doesn't sound like you mean it. But the person that says, how can I help you? How can I help you today? And leans in and says, and really gives that feeling of, I know this person means what they're saying. Um, Those are the people that, that really make a difference for sure. So, and uh, I don't know what just happened. Ah. Are you, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you glitched good. a little bit. My computer <laughs> just went to sleep. Um, and I can't seem to get Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> These, <laughs> I was talking like, why did my computer go to sleep? There I am. I think I'm back. <laughs> so yeah. So apparently I need to wiggle the mouse every once in a while. <laughs> anyway. Oh, wow. So, so to, just to bring it full circle and um, just to kind of end things. Uh, be aware of other people, be aware of other people's needs, uh, hold doors open. If there's not a, a push button for people, at least ask, can I get that for you? Never push somebody's wheelchair, never insert yourself without asking first if somebody needs assistance, of course, um, because that's just invasive, but, but always be open and aware of the people around you and, and what they may or may not be going through. And just to remind people that disability isn't always visible, right? You could tell I'm disabled. I walk with a cane and I use a scooter. You know, your husband's in a wheelchair. Those are visible signs of disability, but not everybody has a visible disability. Um, Some people just have trouble breathing and you see them walk and you wonder why are they parked in handicap? Because they have to, they, they can't walk as far as you can. Um, You know, maybe they're just walking to get to the motorized cart. You don't know. Yeah. Cut people some slack um, and just just be aware and just be available yeah. if you can. And and helping, I think, too, with dignity, like yes. like offering. You know, there, there's a way of helping even I, I've seen it with just even like parenting, like parenting mm-hmm. with like this top down. This is the way things are going to be or and sometimes <clears throat> with my husband, I'll have to say like. I'm sorry. This is just the way it's going to be because this is the way I have to deal with it. Right. So sorry, but I I try to give him choice and opportunity to, to make decisions on his own of how things are going to be or where he wants to sit for a while or so so that, you know, because autonomy is so, so much of a part of, of human existence and, when you have a disability, I think a lot of times people are just like, oh, here, let me just go fix this for you. It's like, well, is there a way that you can help that person fix it for themselves Mm -hmm. where they have the dignity and the value in themselves of yes, they can. And I think a lot of times there's so much in our culture that 
is takes away that dignity or or yeah. just blanket this is the way it's going to get fixed and mm -hmm. nobody wants to bother with it and they put the band-aid on it and don't want to hear about it but how do we lift people up who have any kind of disability so that they can mm -hmm. find ways of doing things on their own and have that sense of dignity that sense of autonomy yeah. um and i think you know sometimes we just get tunnel vision and mm -hmm. focused in on just solving a problem rather than helping the human. Agreed, 100%. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Glitching and all. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for having me at all. Yeah, this I appreciate is, um, it. Appreciate so great. Inputs. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see everybody next week on the next episode of Underrepresented in Tech, where we never know what we're going to talk about, but I think it's always important. So we'll see you then. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. WP Wallet. WP Wallet is a free, simple, intelligent tool that helps WordPress professionals effortlessly manage all of their license keys and invoices for all sites and clients. Never forget a renewal, lose a license key, or miss out on a reimbursement again. Join WP Wallet for free today. LearnDash. LearnDash is taking cutting edge e-learning methodology and infusing it into WordPress. More than just a plugin, LearnDash is trusted to power the learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, entrepreneurs, and bloggers worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week. <laughs>